Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Brombacher. Hello. Welcome back, ladies. Of course. I feel like that uh-uh. intro was just perfect. I should be saying, welcome back, ladies. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Aw, Welcome Simer. back. It's so nice to have both of you here with me again. Yay, we're back. Hey, you <laughs> rocked Samer Soliloquy. You rocked it, Thank Samer. you. Yes, you did. We had very... a lot of a lot of requests for more of those. I saw, I keep seeing them, I just ignoring them. <laughs> I know you are. <laughs> I'm like, I, I don't know. Man. It's really difficult to talk straight for that amount of time. Yeah, it absolutely yeah. is. It's one of those things that you don't really think about until you start doing it. And it's really been helpful for me to do a lot of streaming on Twitch because that's a lot of stream of consciousness, right? You're yeah. by yourself. You are interacting with people in the chat, but there's long stretches of time if you're playing or you're streaming for a really long amount of time where you're just talking to yourself. But I feel like that's easier for me because with the, with the whatever 20 minute podcast I was trying to do, I'm like, I would like to have some narrative through line if possible, (laughs) but then you just, you trip yourself up. You forget what you were talking about. There's no one there to take a fall for you. Your mouth gets dry. It's really hard to just (laughs) keep going. (laughs) You want to take a drink, but you can't. You just like, it's (laughs) Like I had, the, I had the entire glass of Chandon there. I think I took a sip once because I. You I'm did. Like, I didn't think about the fact that if it's just me, I can't drink because oh, yeah, I have to air. be talking the whole time. <laughs> yeah. But now we have wine here, and we can we can take turns talking and drinking. Cheers! Cheers! Hey. Cheers! Oh, uh, we haven't done this in so long, you guys. I know. So long. Oh, sweet nectar. Sweet nectar. It's so good to be back. (laughs) Well, it's interesting in the show notes from May 25th. That was Mm. the day that uh, I was in the hospital. Actually, one of the days. It was one of the many days I was in the hospital. And we thought that there was a chance that I might get discharged. And then it became clear that I needed to have another. Oh, I didn't. I was like, she's surgery. not kidding. I was <laughs> no, like, Samer and I had so many conversations, Andrea. Like we're like that bitch ain't getting out of the hospital. I was like, like what do we do, up? Brittany? How are we? We got to wrap this up. And you were like, I just had a baby. And I was like, yep. Okay. I got to figure out how to do this. I was no, like, you all right, let's get it. <laughs> Put on the war paint. She has in the show notes. Is this 
if this is your first episode with us, you sweet lost soul, please go find any of our other shows. Wait, are this please. Is, are these the notes from where I did my show? Correct. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. That was written in the show notes. That's because I again, like you have to write shit down or you will forget. Yeah. yeah. I have our tagline written in the show notes every week just to have it there in case, you know anybody forgets it obviously we've been all saying it for a really long time at this point but i decided to keep that in because again if this is your first show you probably don't want to start your what's good games run with this episode because it's not going to be our typical show so we (laughs) went back and forth with should we try to cover the news of the week should we try to cover the news from the entire break obviously not every story but (laughs) cherry pick a couple ones that we were interested in and we decided you know what let's just not with any of that instead let's kind of just catch up with what happened over the break, some things that we were up to and just kind of have it be a little bit more casual this week. And so that is what you guys are going to get in case you were curious. So we will be back with a more structured format that you're used to next week because obviously if you've missed all the messages, Gamescom is happening next week. So there'll be some interesting news and I'm excited that I'm once again going to be hosting the pre and post show for the official twitch stream of opening night live snaps so that's very exciting snaps Snaps is fun (laughs) so if you guys want to tune into that that's twitch.tv slash twitch gaming on wednesday august 25th and check out my social feeds for exact timing of when we're going to be going live keely said that he's going to be tweeting tomorrow so we're going to miss those announcements about what he's going to be showcasing in opening night live so keep an eye on at jeff keely's twitter account if you guys want to take a peek at what announcements are happening next week. I do want to say thank you to everybody in our Patreon community. Normally, this is where we thank our Patreon producers, but as you guys know, Patreon is paused for the month of August, but... Thank you so much to everybody who supports us and who has stood by us and supported us. And thank you for your incredible patience in (laughs) the fulfillment of some of the rewards from the month of May. As you know, we had to delay some of those and we will be giving you guys updates at patreon.com slash what's good gains about when you can expect those. And Brittany and I are also working with Patreon on fixing that little billing error that happened for the month of August. We'll give you guys an update once we Patreon- steal all your money. Well, <laughs> ironically, they actually refunded some people, including me, my my pledge to us um, Amazing. multiple times. And oh, shit. So Up to five was- times. Yeah. Yeah. Up to five times. Yeah. We're yeah. really sorry. <laughs> sorry, guys. This is how sorry, sorry we are. Sorry again. Sorry for the fourth time and one more time just for good measure. <laughs> um, and we also are aware that we owe our divine patrons their merch for the month of May. I finally broke my creative block and came up with some really fun designs. So we're just finalizing yeah, that. And we will get you guys that update very soon. Whew. And Brittany decided huh? to bring something back. Britt, you want to talk it to everybody about how things are going over at Blonder.com? Oh, you're such a good supportive friend. I don't think this is that big of a deal, but I do appreciate it. Um, yeah, so some of you may or may not know that I got my start in this industry on a little website that I began in 2010 called BlondeNerd.com because I am blonde and a nerd. And it's how... <laughs> Very aptly named. Yes, thank you. And um, it was my meal ticket into my first E3, not my first, like my second E3 to all of like my PAX conventions, etc. And so um, as you know, sometimes happens, you burn out on projects. And so about four or five years ago, I burned out on it. 
And the wildest thing is during maternity leave, while being so sleep deprived, covered in spit up and who knows other bodily fluids, I was like, you know what sounds good? blogging again and my youtube channel is starting that back up so i just started blogging again started reviewing some stuff on there talking about stuff that makes me happy i'm approaching it from a, a more quality over quantity perspective because obviously like back in my heyday i was updating that thing like two to three times a day but you know that's just not possible anymore with this little tiny child spawn attached to my hip so um i'm just having fun with it it's it's bringing me a lot of joy and happiness and it feels good to be writing again i think i forgot how much therapy that really does bring me and how it makes me feel and it's a it's a good feeling so yeah blonder.com is back yeah yay i think it's great and when we first started what's good games you were still doing content on your channel and then as you mentioned you know it just became to a lot you know between what we were doing with what's good and all of the events we were going to and um i'm really happy that you know you refound your spark and in such an unlikely place. When I saw the announcement, I was like, I don't know how this bitch is doing this. Uh, She's crazy. Like, I am exhausted. And for people who aren't aware, Brittany and I's babies were born eight days apart. So Can't believe that. Yep. We're like in the thick of this together in a way that I never would have imagined. And it's wonderful and terrible at the same time. And so I'm... <laughs> so proud of you for for saying i'm going to use some of these sleepless hours to actually get some creative juices going whereas i'm like how many times can i scroll instagram again (laughs) i'm with you i'm like insta scroll for sure oh my gosh no steimer has been sending me reels left and right so reels is instagram's version of tiktoks and um, they're all baby related. So now Instagram definitely thinks Timer has a baby. Instagram thinks that I have a baby and it thinks that I have a dog and I have oh. neither of these things. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? That's fine. Whatever. I see something, I'll send it to you or I'll send it to John or I'll send it to both of you. Uh, and then, and then you kept being like, yeah, I've seen all of these. Cause I'm up at like 2am scrolling, oh, dude. scrolling just like you. And I was like, Oh, okay. So then I pivoted a little and then I started sending you like animal videos. <laughs> yes. yes which i love i love That's animal so videos well the thing i told steimer was it's challenging for me because the way that john and i have kind of divided managing charlotte's time is that the overnights um because he has to go and do like business calls during the day and needs to be like mentally present mm-hmm. you know we have to be very careful about making sure he gets you know like a solid block of sleep Whereas I do better if I can just do like short naps. So I can do like 90 minutes to two hours of sleep at a time. And I'm okay because as moms, you know, we have to be up to nurse and pump. And that has a very finite time limit on it. So like the idea that I can sleep a six hour chunk is (laughs) laughable. I told Jason Um, the other day that we don't sleep anymore. We nap. Yes. Yes. Power napping. Power nap. That's our life. Yes, exactly. And so in particular, when I have her overnight, I'm feeding her and pumping generally at the same time if I'm not breastfeeding. Um, And so that means I'm holding her on my lap, like balanced on a pillow, holding the bottle with one hand. And then I have I'm hooked up to my pump machine and then I have my cell phone in my other hand. So I need to be able to do something on my phone that only requires one yeah, hand like so it means i thumb. can't it means i can't <laughs> type because i have now trained myself to do the thumb typing yes um oh. even swiping with your thumb is impossible for me because i have the iphone xs oh, or the, mm. the max pro or whatever you've got the big boy the big, this the is big where one? i downgraded or not downgraded but size downgraded my yeah. phone was because i was like i need something i can actually one-handed 
type mm-hmm. type not even type i mean i can but it's still difficult one hand navigate also Nav- have a little baby hands i do have yeah. little baby hands i've dropped my phone so many times on my kid when i'm trying to like type something and overextend my thumb so i can like reach that key over there and i can't and it just drops he's okay so far he's gonna have a little he's a hardy nose. boy he can handle it <laughs> oh yeah he's right? fine yeah yeah oops um he's adorable uh the babies will make an appearance on the show at some point but these studio um, lights not the best thing for the baby's little eyes not super big gotta get some little baby sunglasses like come out with the baby sunglasses oh we got baby sunglasses for charlie she just does not like wearing them that makes sense <laughs> i feel like when you can barely see the one thing you don't want is something <laughs> obscuring your vision yes exactly exactly um well before we dive into what we've been doing on the break i want to let you guys know that this episode of what's good games is brought to you by express vpn internet privacy is more important than ever companies left and right are out there trying to steal your data and using the internet without express vpn is kind of like going to the bathroom and not shutting the door <laughs> now that you've got that picture in your head let me tell you why everybody needs a vpn so even if you're a pro with incognito mode and you clear your browsing history regularly your internet service provider still knows every single website that you visit That's right, you guys, they see it all. And those ISPs can then go and sell that information to ad companies and tech giants who then use your data to target you as you scroll your way through the day, like we were just talking about. I was going to say, this is why they think I have a baby. Yes, they're (laughs) selling your data. It's true. So why should you use ExpressVPN specifically? Well, ExpressVPN creates a secure encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet, so your online activity can't be seen by anyone. It's as easy as closing the bathroom door. Just fire up the app and click one button, and you will be protected by the number one rated by CNET and TechRadar VPN around. And it works on phones, laptops, even routers, so everyone who shares your Wi-Fi can be protected. I use ExpressVPN here at home and sometimes I remember to turn it on and sometimes I don't and let me tell you it's obvious when I forget to turn the ExpressVPN on because all you have to do is just search breastfeeding and then bam all of these different ads around breastfeeding come up and let me tell you some of them are weird I'm just going to throw it out there. I can only imagine. Some of them are weird, you guys. <laughs> yeah. So if you want to secure your online activity, you can visit expressvpn.com slash what's good games today. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash what's good games. And you can get an extra three months free on your subscription. Expressvpn.com slash what's good games. All right. So I'm trying to think about where we should begin this conversation uh oh well last last we heard from you andrea (laughs) i was in the hospital you were in the hospital that's true okay yeah so if you guys don't follow me on social media or even if you do i i didn't really elaborate on everything that went down uh let me try to just like very quickly tldr tldr (laughs) what happened so If you guys were watching our anniversary stream, you may have seen me explain what happened in my first surgery back in March when I was 25 weeks pregnant. I had an intestinal blockage that was caused by scar tissue from my ectopic pregnancy rupture two years previously. So they went in, repaired it, removed almost two feet of my intestines and my appendix and some other things. And I thought, wow, this is awful and terrible, but I made it through. And now hopefully my pregnancy is going to be easy. 
And then my body was like, well, turns out when you open up your abdominal wall and muck around in there, it creates a bunch more scar tissue and these things called adhesions, which are tissue that happens when two organs connect to each other. So obviously my uterus kept getting bigger as I got more and more pregnant and my intestines started to rub on each other even more as I got bigger and bigger and thus all of these adhesions formed. And then here I find myself 10 weeks, well, probably closer to 11 to 12 weeks after my previous surgery needing to be operated on again. Now at first my doctors were trying once again to find a non-invasive way to fix this, which is why I was in the hospital for so long and it turned out that none of that was helping. And I was in, essentially, I was in labor for like eight days before they decided to operate, which is kind of bonkers to think about. I can't even. (laughs) It's just literal torture. Like it was, it got to the point where I was so desperate uh, for somebody to make a decision to help me that I was just like, when the surgeon came in to do another like, I don't know, a check-in or what have you. And I was just like, I just like started like bawling because I was like, I couldn't, I couldn't handle, couldn't handle it anymore because when you're that pregnant, there's very few tests that they can run. There's very few pain medications that they can give you. And at that point I wasn't eating or drinking. I was still on what's called a nasogastric tube, um, which was a tube that they insert up your nose and it goes down into your esophagus, into your stomach. That alone. I know you went through some horrible shit. That right there, I'm like, I feel like that'd be the non-starter for me. I don't know how I'd be like, I'm going to gag. I can't do this. Oh yeah, no. Like, like you you your but your body tries to throw it up, which yeah, is why they give great. you ice chips when they install it. So they put ice chips, they give you ice chips in your mouth and they, they ask you to chew and swallow the ice chips while they're pushing the tube Whoa. down. So the the reef the swallowing reflex helps it go down, but really what it does is it makes you just throw ice chips up. Delicious. <laughs> Good Lovely. Um but that was now counting between my two surgeries, my fourth NG tube um, insertion, which is not fun. No. Um, so I was just delirious. I was in pain. I was having contractions every 20 to 30 minutes all day long. Um, and they were like, okay, we just need to, we just need to operate. And they were and like, you were like, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. Well, there Shit. was a point where one of my doctors, uh, the OB who was not my, my normal OB, my obstetrician, who was managing my pregnancy, but the OB on call at the doctor or at the hospital who was like, well, you know, we'd really like you to wait a couple more weeks for the baby's development. And I was like, I'm dying, bitch. Yeah. Take her out. Yeah. <laughs> it's time. My body has decided it's done. It's time. Yeah. Remove so, the um, child. My doc, my, the surgeon came in and the irony was like the thing that actually like kicked off them making the decision to have the second surgery was that my liver levels started to drop my liver levels. And yeah, your body was like, I'm just going to shut down now. Yeah, pretty, pretty yeah. much. That, that's what was happening. Cause the baby was draining all of my bone minerals and was, uh, my body was, they get to the point, you get to a point of starvation where your body starts eating your own muscle tissue. Yep. Um, and that's where I was at. And John has some pretty scary looking photos, like in the thick of my hospital stay where I like, just like look like a you hollow very like shell of my yes. purse of myself. Um, and so they decided to operate and they were like, well, since we have to operate, we can't operate on your intestines while your baby is still inside. Thus we have to do this emergency C-section first. And then we will do the intestinal surgery afterwards. So I had these two surgeries. And so now I have this, another giant scar down my abdomen, the C-section scar, and then the scars from my ectopic. So my abdomen is just like a 
kaleidoscope of a, scars now what are those pictures the black and white ones called rorschach yeah <laughs> kind of yes yeah because they are all symmetrical because it's down the middle there's the two where the laparoscopic was there's the smiley face from the c-section from and then the baby yes yeah that makes sense that the baby would be, would be the smile yes I mean, yes, exactly. Yeah. You know, I never thought about it that way, Steimer, but I like that. that <laughs> I makes do, it, too. That makes it also yeah. a little less terrible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but when I was in the thick of that, thank you to both of you for just stepping up and saying we're going to just take care of everything with the show because, of course, you know, I'm, like, thinking about all the responsibilities with work and what am I going to do, and thank and goodness. like, you're going to do nothing. You're just going to get better. <laughs> thank oh goodness I didn't have anything booked for E3. Oh, my God. It's just <laughs> like... I had the wherewithal to be like, you know, maybe I shouldn't book anything like this close to my due date. Um, smart. Smart. Because I feel like prior Andrea would be like, I can do it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But that's like the TLDR. I won't go into all like the, the, the dirty details of how my recovery was and everything. But the good news is that Charlie came out healthy. She only had a short stay in the NICU, um, the neonatal intensive care unit. And... Uh, we were able to go home about six days, seven days after my surgery, and then I was able to recover at home because was it me... that long? I guess yeah. it was. Yeah, yeah, it was. Well, but the thing is, is like the real shit of having surgery that is it involves your intestines. As anybody listening uh, knows, and a couple of you have actually reached out and talked talk to me about your personal experiences. So thank you for sharing. Is that you? need to pass gas or poop before the surgeons will even consider letting you go home and that's to make sure that everything is yeah, working everything you essentially makes sense. Cut, yeah you yeah. cut your intestines and then restitch yeah. them and they want to make sure that you know things are flowing normally because otherwise you could get sepsis and a bunch of other really bad things yeah you can just die yeah, yeah. exactly um but the pain of having the surgery is intense. And so usually they give you some kind of opioid like morphine when you're in the hospital yes. or, hmm. you know, um, oxycodone or a var variety of other like opioid class drugs to help manage your pain because, you know, your body's been cut open. Um, and when you're pregnant, you have very limited amounts of pain relievers that you can take. But even those limited amounts of pain relievers slow down your motility or your the speed at which your intestines move. And so you're in this place where you're like, huh, I can take pain medication to make myself not feel like I'm dying or I can forego the pain medication to see if I can get my intestines to work faster so I can leave the hospital quicker. Oh, my God. I feel like my choice would be pain meds there. I mean, I know it's not. <laughs> it was in the beginning for me because yeah. I was like, I'm dying. The beginning, yeah. it's like. Hit me with your best up. shot, What please. do you got? <laughs> Drug me up. Yeah. yeah, I mean, not to mention when you're pregnant or even after you're pregnant, pooping is a very hard thing to do alone by mm -hmm. itself without the pain medications that Andrea was talking about or any of the surgeries Andrea had. So, girl, I feel for you. Can't, Thank you. Can't That's, even... Uh... I didn't even think about if even normally. Okay, well, yeah, this is, yeah. No, oh, yeah. I was gonna of, say this doesn't sound fun. Post, like, I think Charlie's adorable and I think Jace is adorable, but that sounds terrible. Well, your colon is like traumatized <laughs> after birth, whether you do vaginal or C-section, because your baby has How's been smushing your colon oh. for months at that point. Mm. Like they've just been like chilling mm. down there, being like squish. Uh, you know? How dare? Yeah, it's rude. <laughs> but, you, but everything about <laughs> creating a baby is rude those babies True. let me tell you at no point were any of my doctors worried that the baby was getting the nutrition it needs oh, no, they're like it'll take it she'll take they're it like oh yeah it'll no take what it needs 
they also weren't caring about me which is why i had to advocate for myself because they're like oh the baby is the baby's fine the baby's taking what like, it wants hello from you, just yeah, i am and the like, host uh-huh, at hello. some point this runs out because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> right? uh, the reason why i was in such a bad place was because i lost so much of my um, my fat stores and my mineral stores from my first surgery. Yeah, yeah. Um, when I was have in the much hospital, to go off. no, I didn't because I didn't have enough time to recover. To because my my post op, the first time was really challenging trying to get food back into my system, <clears> but this time thankfully it went much faster because yeah, you didn't have a giant baby. I didn't have the baby <laughs> inside me anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I remember when you were like, I'm eating chicken. And I was like, you're eating chicken already? That's amazing. I know. It was so exciting. I was like eating tortilla chips Ooh. and guacamole. I was nervous for you, though. I was like, are you okay? Are you going to be okay? Are you, you, you going sure to eat this? Should I get you some soup? <laughs> I did wait a while, a good long while, to have like raw vegetables, which is... Uh, yeah, those are very I- Ironically, the things I, I needed to eat the most. So all the healthiest stuff is the hardest to digest, but... Yeah. Oh, boy. So that was yeah. Andrea's story. Yeah. Uh, don't look at me i got no what do you mean i can't follow no okay i mean i i mean i had the most boring so like you at least did something (laughs) that's true i did you also Um, created life i did yeah yeah Uh, just less dramatically yeah i wouldn't call it less dramatic no it was traumatically traumatic yes hopefully it was not as traumatic i i hope not it wasn't was it no no Okay, good. And forgive me for, I'm not trying to sound boastful or brag here, but I had a very, very, very easy um, overall pregnancy and a very easy birth. So, I mean, I Girl, just. Girl, I just want to say hallelujah. before you continue, there's nothing to be ashamed about. You're not being boastful. It made me so happy that you not, did not have to go through any of the bullshit that I had to go through. I'm so happy that you had this beautiful birth experience and it just i'm just like so glad that everything went well like seriously like i love you and like i never wish what happened to me on onto anybody at all and i would never be like you don't understand what it's like because like birth should be this beautiful wonderful magical experience you know like so that made that made me happy that you know you came out of it with some really colorful expressions for how your body felt. <laughs> um, but that, but that you weren't traumatized in any way. So, okay. Thank, no, okay, without further you. ado, continue. Okay. So I got what is called a membrane sweep on a Monday. And uh, if you don't know what that is, go ahead and Google it. You might be a little traumatized. Um, <laughs> Are you sure you want them to Google go it? Go ahead and Google it. Go ahead and Google that. And at this if point, you're feeling brave. If you're, be- yeah, if you're feeling brave. Um, at this point, I was 40 weeks and two days. So I was just a little overdue. And uh, I got the membrane sweep, thought I was going to die. Um, came home that night, felt pretty much fine. Uh, woke up around two in the morning with contractions and everyone always says you're gonna know what contractions are you're just gonna know and they are correct they are correct uh, they, are. <laughs> they are very very you're gonna correct. Be like, oh dear yeah and so they started around like 15 minutes apart and i was sitting there like dying in bed reb my dog knows like what's going on so he's trying to cuddle but he's just obnoxious and a big fat dog so bless his heart i almost wanted to choke his throat um he was like what's going on and trying to like lick me and i'm like bro please like i want to murder space everybody right now uh but i called the hospital and they were like yeah you know why don't you wait until they're like 10 minutes apart and then we'll take it from there and at this point though i mean it's it's a pain unlike i mean andrew maybe you can help me with this because you had them for eight days it's (laughs) It's not quite menstrual cramps. It's this, it has like a, a peak 
and then it like goes down. It's like this wave effect, and it's yeah. unlike a pain I've ever experienced before for obvious reasons. I mean, how would you describe like menstrual cramps, but worse? Yeah, it's it's like imagine that you have two hands around your lower abdominal and they just like are squeezing you, but they're squeezing like in a really like uncomfortable and painful. It's like somebody who Twisting like you. The, yeah. there's not it's, it's, it's not, not as a, much a twisting pain okay. it's like a it's like a compression pain but you can almost like feel like the fingers of pain yeah around yeah. your middle because it's not like a solid it's like it's like it's like somebody's like squeezing you over and over again like massaging you like imagine like the worst deep tissue the massage worst you've massage ever had in the world. The worst like massage. someone's just like like someone, someone's massaging you too hard and you're like, ouch, 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 a little bit lighter, but like they don't lighten up. They just keep going because they can't hear you and they're like, oh, I'm sorry. Did you think this was a massage? This is not a massage. I'm trying to expel human from my body. Uh, uh, yeah. Thank you for that. That was perfect. Um, but yeah, so eventually, you know, they just, it just all kind of progressed naturally. They just got closer and closer together and I called the hospital again and I had read a lot of things about Braxton Hicks and is it's not the real deal. I didn't want to go all the way to the hospital hospital to be turned away. I was worried that the minute I got in the car that they would subside. You just hear and you read about those things happening. But like looking back on it, I was like, bitch, you were 40 days, 40 weeks and two days into labor and you were having absolute contractions. Like, why were you second guessing yourself? Like, I should have went to the hospital earlier, but it's fine. So I ended up going and um, I was in triage. Now, the, sh the shitty part about this was Jason wasn't allowed to be with me for the first probably like six hours of my oh, stay at the hospital. Fucking COVID, man. Fucking COVID. Get vaccinated. There's no microchip in it. I promise you're not important enough to get a microchip <laughs> inserted inside of you. Okay. <laughs> Amen. Uh, and so sitting there in triage, the contractions got worse and worse and they were monitoring me and they're like, do you know your contractions are like three minutes apart? And I said, no, <laughs> no, ma'am. I did not know that because I couldn't feel some of them. Uh, and she was like, well, she said, you know, you're, I wasn't dilated that much. I think I was like at a two and they said, we want you to at least be to a four. So we'll keep you for a few hours and you can go walk the halls. We'll bring you some food and you can just see if you can make magic happen. And so at this point, like contractions are fucking painful and they were coming every few minutes. And I knew that if I didn't get dilated enough that they were just going to send me home and then I'd be back in the hospital that night and I just wanted to get the ball rolling. I was like, Andrew said, like fucking over, get this kid out of me. And so I just willed myself to walk halls for about two hours by myself, having contractions every few minutes. And it was just like... It was just obviously not a fantastic experience, especially since Jason was just only he could only text me. My parents were like, oh, my God, what's going on? And um, so I just wandered and wandered and wandered and came back and they checked me again. And I had hardly dilated again anymore. So they're like, shit. OK, well, you know, I don't really think the doctor said, I don't think we can keep you. But, you know, we can wait another like 30 minutes. We'll give you a shot of morphine. You can see how you feel. I'm like, whatever. Just give me the drugs and I'll tough it out. Can I? <laughs> interrupt for yeah. one second to just let every man listening out there that when she says they checked my cervix <laughs> this is the most uncomfortable slash painful checking you that happens to women and like they do it a lot during a traditional oh. labor experience i only thankfully had to have it done a few times in the beginning because i was early i was 35 weeks and when i was in when i was in my like 
early labor, like they didn't expect my cervix to be open when I was having these contractions, but they had to check anyway. This is essentially what I imagine what somebody sticking their whole hand up your vagina feels like because they fucking get up oh, in they there, get man. Up they like there. put their hand up in there and they're like feeling around. Feeling around. You're going to feel a little pressure. Oh no, Nancy. That's a lie. It's a lot of pressure. <laughs> Thank you for sticking a boulder at my vag. Jeez Louise. Um, yes. That might be a TMI for some of you out there, but like oh, have some. We'll just put a TMI warning on this episode in general. I mean, There's a lot of birth thing. happening here. No, I, like have some like respect for any any yes. person out there that has given birth. Have some respect for them is all I'm saying. Yeah, no, good yes. point. Also, I have no yeah. shame anymore after giving birth. I will tell you anything you want to know about my body, almost anything. I don't care anymore yeah. it's been through some Same. shit i don't care yep. anyway um so they weren't gonna send they weren't gonna admit me because they didn't think i was dilated enough and i'm like what the fuck i'm having contractions every at this point it was like two and a half minutes and i'm dilated to like a two and a half like just please fucking keep me but like no we can't but what changed all of that is they had detected a heart arrhythmia on jace while he was still in me obviously and that had never been detected before and so they were kind of concerned about it and they consulted with the on-site doctors and they said, well, the best thing we can do for your baby is check to see like what's going on. And the only way we can do that is if he is out of you. And I said, hallelujah, Jesus. So they said, we're going to admit you. And they did. And um, they just took me to my birthing suite. And honestly, from there, it was just what you'd expect. It was um, contractions got worse and worse they gave me pitocin which uh, accelerated my contractions and that was oh no were you okay i've heard horror stories about pitocin i was i was okay like i had the only symptom i had was just stronger contractions and um, yeah. obviously that was really bad at one point jason was watching them on the chart and i don't know if this is normal or, or common rather but he wouldn't tell me because i could always sense where they're coming when they were coming i'd be like come over here like rub my leg like distract me like poke my hand i don't know do something just to get my mind yeah. off of the the tendrils of pain as you so described it earlier <laughs> yes. uh but yeah he he wouldn't say anything but he told me later but they were like literally just like going off the charts and they were just off the charts for probably a good hour and a half and i had always wanted to get an epidural um but i was just such in a state of delirium sleep deprivation you know you hadn't eaten or anything um and i always told them i'm like when you think i need the epidural because i don't trust myself i'm like you let me know and so he did he's like bitch you need the epidural and i said yeah you're probably right so um, yes there's nothing wrong with getting epidurals my experience in the hospital managing pain for a number of days let me know that like your baby's gonna be okay yeah there's very very few instances where a baby is not okay when a mother takes pain meds and it's like it's like so 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 rare um and pitocin for people who aren't aware is uh the essential synthetic version of oxytocin which is a an enzyme slash chemical that your body secretes during labor um, to kind of um, manage your contractions. And so what Pitocin does is that it essentially like forces your body to have more contractions more regularly. And you're like to not go too into the deep end about it. Essentially, it makes it harder like to have labor, like makes labor tougher for moms, but it makes it faster, but tougher. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm so happy you're here. Um, and uh, I got the epidural and it was a godsend. It was literally like one of the best decisions I've ever made in my entire life because while I was dead from the waist down, I felt like I had two big 500 pound sausages as legs. I was able to just sleep while I continued laboring and I couldn't feel anything. Or if I started to feel a contraction coming on, I just pushed a little button and doped myself up even more and I just slept. 
I just slept until it was time to push. And then I pushed that little fucker out of my vagina. And here he was. <laughs> Hooray! Hooray! Welcome to the world. And that's how babies are born. Yep. Here yep. on What's Good Games, we are willing to tell you about the game of life. Absolutely. I mean, there's no, like I said, there's no shame anymore. If you thought I was like gross before, oh, you ain't seen nothing yet. Um, but no, yeah. it was, I mean, the, vaginally giving birth is a, honestly, for me, the epidural worked as it should. I felt no pain whatsoever at any point. Um, the One of the nurses in there, I had like eight women in there. I think it was mostly because they were worried about the heart arrhythmia, which ended up going away, thank God. But she was like, just pretend like you're taking a really big poop. I'm like, okay, I'm worried that's going to make me tear really bad. But let's see how it goes. And uh, I, I did fine. No worries if you were worried about the condition of my vag. But um, I was able to <laughs> get it out and get him out. and had, Get it, get get it, it out. out. At that point, it's, <laughs> I it. mean, it's all an it. You don't even care at that point. Like, you don't even yeah, realize. Like, because it is I can exhausting. only imagine. It was, took me like an hour and a half of pushing. Uh, and then oh my god oh my god girl yeah that's a lot it was it was it was a hot minute yeah yeah but there we go and that was that was it and then after that like i told the ladies i feel like kratos punched me in the badge (laughs) oh god what a world yeah it's how we all came into this world it's how we all came into it I well technically I came, I came in your way yes which is the, the C-section the, the the scalpel way I didn't know yes. that the smiley face way which, again, I love so that before you before this happened to you I was completely unaware because my mom never talked to me about any of the stuff she went through with me or my sister so I was a C-section baby because my sister was a C-section baby she was mm-hmm. breech I had no idea you are awake oh, for oh a yeah. C-section in my head because I, how would I know, right? I mean, this is not a thing I'm really researching on my free time. Fair. Uh, it in my head, I was like, they just put you under and they cut the baby out, and they, I don't know, I don't know, right? Like I just thought that's how it worked. Oh. And then she was like, my mom explained to me because when you were in the hospital, I was talking to her, and I was like, yeah, I don't know, because and so I told her that I'm like, yeah, they'll probably just like put her under, and like, and she was like, mm, no, you're awake during a C-section. So- I was awake during you, and I was like, what? What? So funny story about that. I was supposed to be fully under for both of my procedures because they were going to be doing both of my surgeries at the same time, which is why my husband wasn't allowed to be in the operating room with me. Because when you get a C-section, generally your birth partner, whether it be your spouse or a friend or your doula or whoever you've designated as the person to be there as your like your number one you know like bff in the in the operating room um they're allowed to be there with you because you're awake with this thing called a spinal block which is different than an epidural and because i had to have this major invasive abdominal surgery immediately following the c-section they had told john we can't have you in the operating room because the anesthesiologist needs to maintain you know her um her levels and so you can't be in there so here i am on the operating table right before my surgery is about to begin just in like this awful pain because they had to stop some of my meds before the surgery and I'm just like begging to be put under I'm just Mm. like it's just it's bad and then my OB comes in and is like literally as the anesthesiologist has the mask the oxygen mask on my face and i'm like thank god fucking sweet relief please just like <laughs> pass please i just sleep. can't please sleep i'm like i can't be awake anymore um the doctor comes in and is like oh wait what are you doing we need to do a spinal block and the anesthesiologist is like pulls the mask up oh. and is like, wait what oh my god and i was like no 
please just put me under i cry out in the room these 10 people are like preparing for this fucking surgery oh god and i'm like please i can't be awake oh no and the doctor comes over and is like well you know it's better for the baby if we do this and i'm like ah! i hate you lady i hate you ah! kids were those babies man no one gives a shit about us <laughs> yeah so they pulled me up onto the Little table baby incubators yeah and they with the way that a spinal block works which is fucking like not great y'all um is that they take this a little bit of lidocaine and they inject it into this area of your spine and then they take a really big ass needle which gratefully you can't see because it's behind you <laughs> um and they poke these different sections of your spinal column trying to um kind of map this area where they're numbing your body so Mm. the difference between like a spinal block and an epidural is that um they i essentially lost all function in my legs whereas an epidural you can there's like levels of function that you can get and levels of like the paralysis it's not technically paralysis with an epidural but it's almost like paralysis like morphine paralysis yeah with a with the spinal (laughs) block like i can't move Um, (laughs) and so here i am awake and like they poke you in the spine they're like where do you feel this and you're like in my left leg and then she pokes you again she's like where do you feel this i'm like in my right butt cheek and she's like poking your spine until they they essentially map out like the entire area and and then you're numb and i remember them laying me back on the table and i could still wiggle my toes and i'm like i can still feel my toes don't start the surgery oh shit well yeah okay and she's like don't panic it's fine i'm like i am panicking she's like it's gonna start to feel warm and fuzzy in just a minute we're not gonna start until you're fully numbed i would be flipping out i was was oh yeah i was like i was hysterical like i was this because like this is me like then pulling the oxygen mask off i'm like god please no no that so this is a much minor a much much more minor version of you of what happened to you obviously yes. uh, so i have had gum grafting surgery which is a very unpleasant surgery and i, I take care of your mouth everybody because it's not good um and basically what that means is my gums were receding in certain parts so what they needed to do was they cut this is like the medical episode of what's Games, by the way i like it um they they cut the top of your mouth roof of your mouth skin from there and they oh. sew it onto your gums. <gasps> In my head, I was like, I'll be asleep because for my wisdom teeth, I, they completely knocked me out. Right. Um, and I was like, it'll just be like my wisdom tooth surgery and it'll be fine. And I don't really care. <laughs> but they didn't. I mean, I was a little skeptical because they were not telling me the things that they told me before with my oh, wisdom no. teeth surgery where they're like no food or drink or anything like that. They, right. they gave me zero of that prep. And I was like, well, because I know it from before, I'll just not do those things. But this is suspicious. <laughs> And then sure enough, I got into the room and I go to lay down. I'm like, great, where's the gas? And they're like, no, no, we're, this is a local anesthesia. <laughs> like they're just, we're just numbing you and doing this. I start crying hysterically. No. I was, I was, I was especially, I think I was like 19, right? I'm still fairly young and I was not having it. And I cried through the whole surgery and they were yelling at me to stop crying because it You're was messing with them being able to like do it i'm like yeah i am stressed out <laughs> i thought i was getting the gas and you didn't give it to me why why didn't they just uh, give it to you after they don't have 
they didn't ha- I didn't know this at the time the place oh, was I went prepared. to didn't have an anesthesiologist mm-hmm. so there was no way for them to have put me under because they didn't have the people or the equipment to actually do it but I didn't know I didn't know how to advocate for myself and I didn't know how to ask the right questions before going into it because again was very young at the time so before you go into any kind of surgery you should probably ask and know what you're comfortable with and make sure you're getting that experience because there are some people who are also don't get put under for wisdom teeth wow. and it's just local so whatever i would say like make sure you're asking questions make sure if you feel like you're gonna flip out you ask for local anesthesia and you make sure you're getting the medical care you need Woo! and want because good lord it's unpleasant advocating for yourself is incredibly important in a way that I fully learned through both of my hospital experiences, but I can't imagine (laughs) thinking that you're going to be under (laughs) getting this and like getting to the tooth surgery or mouth surgery is like so invasive because you're like, your mouth is just particularly sensitive. Steimer, like that's boss. I can't believe Uh, you. Are you kidding me? Miss lady over here with your double (laughs) intestinal surgery. (laughs) You're like, oh my God, you got skin scraped off the roof of your mouth. They they took skin from the roof of your mouth and put them on the middle of your mouth. (laughs) I know, but like that, that shit's hard too. Like I'm not uh, like, it's tough because like every experience is different. I, I look back on my experience now and thankfully, I can look back on it and go, that shit was fucking hard. But I like, I survived. Yeah, yeah you did. Um, but it's not to like negate anybody else's oh, of course experience, not. No, no, you no. know, yeah. like, or just, not to we're negate. We're just pointing like, out the, the obvious over here. I'm just pointing out that yeah. you are very tough and you would have been fine. <laughs> I mean, listen, Andrew, I was freaking out when I wanted to get my wax and take a shot beforehand. And Steimer was like, oh, no, no. You I don't like, get. Absolutely. <laughs> do not do that before. <laughs> Any sort of waxing, you will thin the skin. You will oh, rip the alcohol. Remember, we, uh, yes. friends, we had a fun catch-up chat, gosh, about a month ago, I feel like it was already. Yeah. And uh, we were just talking about anything and everything but video games, which was amazing. And So kind of like this podcast. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I was like, I got to get a wax because, you know, you know, the covid wasn't yeah and i was like i'm gonna take a shot beforehand because that's that's just painful and stammer's like like hell you are bitch and that never i was happened. like you are gonna take some ibuprofen and that's it yeah no and then i said don't take ibuprofen or you can't it's the yep. oh she tylenol oh because oh, when you're pregnant you can only take tylenol that's it because when they sent me home for my that. first surgery you know what they sent me home with tylenol, tylenol. Oh, oh i thought they were gonna say ibuprofen like, and my my mfm my maternal fetal medicine specialist when we told her that she was Pissed. She went on this epic rant about male doctors not understanding <laughs> what pregnant women can and can't have. And she's like, I can't believe they sent you home from surgery and didn't give you proper pain medication. And I was like, thank you. I thought I should get more than Tylenol. And she's like, I can't believe you went home with just fucking Tylenol. Oh, my and God. Oh, like, yeah. No, pregnant Ripping women pups. get a bad fucking rap. Let me tell you, they are deprived of literally fucking everything. And then when you are done being pregnant and you're a new mom and you're breastfeeding, you're still deprived of almost fucking everything. Uh Uh-huh. I mean, you could you could eat more food. Like, let me tell you, I've been going ham on some sushi. Mm. (laughs) Sushi. Deli meat over here has been my jam. Yes. Mm -hmm. Deli meat. I'm going to make a confession. Never gave up deli meat during my pregnancy. And you turned out, well, you turned, you did turn out. Well, (laughs) not because of the deli meat. I never got listeria, which is the reason why they tell you you're not supposed to eat deli meat. Because I I told John, because he's like, are you supposed to be eating that? And I was like, bitch, do you know anybody that's gotten listeria in your lifetime? And he's like, (laughs) 
Um, <laughs> it's like, actually, I don't. I've and literally I like, never heard of listeria before you had mentioned it to me. Thank you. Like, it's like a type is. of food poisoning. Like, everyone's heard of salmonella because Britney's had it, what, three times? <laughs> no, Britney's had some, yeah, Britney's had some gnarly stomach issues. Um, So I don't blame you for not you know taking any risks when it comes to food poisoning because you've had some really unfortunate food poisoning incidents um but (laughs) i was like i was like i'm going to eat this sub sandwich that has cold cuts on it and god help you if you try to stop me i'm I'm doing it i'm doing it do it do it and i turned out okay and i i didn't eat sushi though i think one time i took one piece of spicy tuna on crispy rice mm. when yeah. you and john had ordered yeah. it and you guys were both very good about not getting things that i couldn't eat during my pregnancy which was very kind of you and there was a couple times when we would be out here doing the podcast when john would order sushi because he's like she's not gonna have to watch me eat it <laughs> Um, but there was a time when you guys got the, which was raw tuna. And I was like, I fucking just, I'm risking it. I'm doing it. And I ate it. Sure. It's fine. It's covered in soy sauce. (laughs) It doesn't make it not raw. I know. I know. (laughs) But I, uh, you know, I, I gamble it and won. I rolled the dice and came out on the other side. Uh, but then I had two crazy surgeries. So, you know, karma was like, Oh, I saw that. Yeah. It was like, I saw the deli meat and I saw that piece of sushi. (laughs) (laughs) Double surgery for you. Oh Uh, man. Um, so I did not have anything removed from my uterus. Thankfully. That's good. Over the past few months. Good. Um, that's good. Cause I also wasn't growing anything in there. So it would have been really gnarly if I'd had some, you know, that's for the best. I think cause yeah. if all three of us were managing our uteruses at the same time, <laughs> it could have gotten real bad. Yeah. Yeah. No. So what were you doing? Steimer? Uh, I was living life as much as you can live it during a pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we had that brief window of before Delta really started kicking up where I was fully mm-hmm. vaccinated and I was able to like go out to dinner a lot. Um, and I ate a lot of really good food. So that was really nice. Mm, that sounds and lovely. then, and then, and then here we are. And then, yeah, <laughs> dot, dot, dot. But anyways, oh. aside from that, I mean, there's, there's stuff that it's in the works that I'm not ready to talk about yet. But other than that, um, I honestly haven't been playing very many games and I technically have no excuse. Like both of you, I'm like, yeah, you have babies and you're like doing stuff and I'm just tired from living in this world and i played i finished (laughs) simer don't say it like that it makes me nervous when you say i'm tired of living in this world it's exhausting (laughs) you mean tired of living in the world of the pandemic she said tired of living from i can't fucking remember whatever anyway simer we love you i don't know i I, yeah no i love you too yeah I mean, so the last the last you heard from me was the soliloquy, and uh, I was talking about playing Mass Effect Two. So I obviously finished that, and then I went on to Mass Effect Three. And I feel like the chunk of time I had with Mass Effect One through Three was really w- almost one of the highlights of my year. <laughs> because Aww. ooh, are we going to transition to talking about games right now? I mean, I literally have nothing else to talk about. <laughs> well, what, what else have I done? I'm glad that you brought that up because I want to take one quick Ooh, okay, break okay. and give you one more word from two of our fantastic sponsors. And this episode of What's Good Games is brought to you by HelloFresh. 
What is HelloFresh? With HelloFresh, you get fresh, pre-measured ingredients and mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh offers 50 menu and market items to choose from every week, from vegetarian meals and calorie smart choices to extra special gourmet options. We love how easy the recipes are to follow, and they all come with visual cards that you can keep to make again anytime you want. I've done that with several recipes. The fall harvest is officially on with HelloFresh. Can you believe, ladies? It's pumpkin spice time already. Yes, I'm, so I'm excited. Ready. Bring on Bring fall. It on. I saw candy corn in the store and I got excited. Oh, shit. <laughs> you can count on seasonal recipes like pumpkin cinnamon rolls oh, and Friendsgiving ready size, as well as fresh, high quality ingredients that travel from the farm to your front door in less than a week. So I was just telling the ladies about our most recent HelloFresh escapade, which was called Cheesy French Onion Chicken. And it oh, is this so delicious meal where you get these lemony roasted carrots this garlic bread and then this chicken obviously french onion soup i'm sure y'all are familiar with it it was just a really nice cozy meal to have at home since like we're all stuck home anyway right now so you know what may as well make it as homey as possible definitely would recommend it if you see it in your menu options so if you want to try out hellofresh go to hellofresh.com slash what's good 14 and use what's good 14 for up to 14 free meals including free shipping to try an America's number one meal kit for yourself, go to HelloFresh.com slash What's Good 14 and use code What's Good 14 for up to 14 free meals, including free shipping. This episode of What's Good Games is also brought to you by Felix Gray. Let's talk about blue light glasses and the ones that started it all. Five years ago, Felix Gray realized our eyes weren't meant to look at screens all day and designed glasses to make daily screen time more comfortable and your workday more productive. Now more than ever, Americans spend more time on computers, phones, tablets, gaming devices, and so many other sources of blue of blue light. Felix Grey glasses are not like other blue light lenses. They filter up to 15 times more blue light, which can make screen time tough on eyes. And of course, it's disruptive to your sleep, as if an infant wasn't disruptive enough. <laughs> other common symptoms include sore, tired, burning, itching, or watery eyes, headaches and migraines, sore neck, shoulders, or back, poor sleep and fatigue, and difficulty concentrating and inability to focus. All things that sound, let's admit it, awful. Major blue light sources in your life that you might not be aware of include smartphones, tablets, computers, TVs, Kindles, even LED light bulbs can contribute blue light in your life. But Felix Gray has solutions, both in prescription and non-prescription lenses. You can check out their full lineup of frames at felixgrayglasses.com slash games. They offer classic frame styles made from acetate and hand finish for a durable, lightweight, and really comfortable pair of glasses, like these clear roblings that I'm wearing right now on the show at youtube.com slash games if you want to check them out. If you guys can feel your screen time dragging you down, and let's be honest, some of you out there are like, you know what? I've been dragging my feet getting these blue light glasses. Try Do the it. best in blue light with Felix Gray. You guys know They're that. still my favorite. Yeah. Steimer's I been... have three pairs that I bought myself with no discount. Mm. Yeah. That's what happened. That's what we believe in here at What's Good Games. 
They've got a 30-day money-back guarantee, so you've got nothing to lose but eye strain. Get yourself a pair of glasses made for the 21st century and designed for the modern, hardworking eyes. You've got nothing to lose, like I said, except for that eye strain. Go to felixgreatglasses.com slash games for the best blue light glasses on the market. That's F-E-L-I-X-G-R-A-Y glasses.com slash games. Free shipping, free returns, free exchanges felixgrayglasses.com slash games. All right, now let's talk about some video games. Uh, and Steimer, you indeed. were just about to talk about your experience with the Mass Effect Legendary Edition, which is what we left the show with back in May. I know. It's been so long. And you know what I did during that entire time? I wore my Felix Grey glasses. <laughs> yes, you did. Yes, you did. I legit did. I'd wear them every day. Uh, I don't wear them on the show, and I already am feeling my eyes hurt, but that's fine. Um... I'm not used to this anymore. Not these <laughs> lights. <laughs> uh, my eyes. Even though I have brown eyes, so therefore they are less sensitive to the light. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyways, Mass Effect is still bomb. And Mass Effect Legendary Edition, pretty bomb. Again, I think the my main critique of it is the very ending boss of Mass Effect 1 is bugged. And I had an issue with it, and Jackie had an issue with mm-hmm. it, where... It's just like you have to do very specific things or it will continue to crash and you cannot beat it. So oh, no. I, I, I didn't have that experience. I had I basically had to try three times. I think she had to try like five. Ew. But we we all made we made it through. We made it through. It's okay. Um but yeah, so so where I left you with the soliloquy, I was talking about two and how great and wonderful that was and obviously stand by all of that and then i was a little nervous or apprehensive going into three and whether or not that one would hold up and i was very pleasantly surprised obviously again the the legendary edition comes with uh, all of the dlc and it comes with the extended or i forget exactly what they call enhanced ending or whatever the slightly altered ending Mm -hmm. version and it definitely felt a lot better just as a whole um I didn't have that that sinking despair feeling that I had the first time around. Part of that might just be I already knew what was happening coming into it. So it was a little bit less uh, difficult or it was less. Yeah, less difficult for me to deal with. I know words. I can speak Eh. out loud. It's great. Fuck it. Communicating is part of my job that they pay me for not on the show so great uh, well technically we pay pay you i know but i'm just saying i'm saying too. the other job that i have but is full time <laughs> technically pays me and you're great at it and i'm so great with words uh, anyway. <laughs> uh <laughs> oh i've missed this so much but i i mean the the nostalgia factor and just being able to kind of sit with that game and what I was basically doing was just working and then playing the game and kind of falling into my older gaming patterns where I was pretty much just tunnel vision on playing Mass Effect. It felt really good though. It felt really nice. I don't really do that a lot anymore because I try to expand my horizons and do other things. Although to be completely real with you, I mostly just want to watch Netflix these days. I saw you Uh, on the Xbox girl watching the HBO max and Netflix and shit. I look at you. Yeah. I went whenever I'm on um, my Xbox. I'm I think I'm yeah. I'm usually there specifically for HBO yeah. Max. We were watching. Oh, uh, Jackie and I were watching Suicide Squad. Oh, oh, oh! How pleasant was that movie? It was really nice. I was like, wait, I don't have to pay extra for this either. <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, it was really really great. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I've seen I've seen some movies this summer. I basically have just been 
living life. Because after Mass Effect 3, after I finished that, I really haven't played almost anything else this summer, except I have played, I'd say like 10 to 12 hours of Ratchet and Clank, mm. which came out right around the time that you guys both um, had your babies. And uh, they they messaged were like, do you want to cover this? And I was like, no, please, I'm so sorry. I can't. There's nothing oh, I can do for you here. Yeah. Yes, thank you, PlayStation, thank for, you for, for PlayStation. offering. I remember that email coming in, yeah. and I was just like, no, ma'am. Oh, no, yeah. I'm so sorry. No. But I did play the game later, and it's really, really fun and really beautiful. And that game is gorgeous. It's like a little Pixar movie. Yes, it's truly the game that makes you realize what the PlayStation 5 is capable of. Dare I say, Uh-oh. in the way that Knack did in the beginning Knack? of the PlayStation 4 generation. No, That's an oldie, but a goodie. Uh, Not really that much of a goodie, but it's certainly an oldie. Listen, people can, you can hate on Knack as much as you want, but when that game came out, graphically, it showed what the system was capable of. <laughs> Look at all these balls. They're all individual. They exactly. fall apart. And they come back together. It's magic. That was a thing, though. Like, oh, I know. Every generation has its graphical leap. And these last two generations, the leap wasn't as noticeable in a lot of games. But I think that PlayStation has done a good job of saying, hey, we're going to roll out this one game that's going to be like the tech demo of games. And from PS3 to PS4, that game was Knack. And from PS4 to PS5, that game is Ratchet and Clank. And Thank like, God. And turns out Ratchet and Clank, a way better game than Knack was. Um, obviously, Insomniac has been making great games for a long time. And I watched John play all of Ratchet and Clank. I haven't actually played it and gotten hands on myself, but I watched him while I was holding the baby, <laughs> essentially play him play that game. Because he was always like, let me and let me just take a brief soliloquy in the middle of your um, talk Go about games just to say, God bless John Drake for always saying, let me hold the baby so you can play video games during these first three months of Charlie's life. I just have not had the mental wherewithal to have the desire to play, which we'll talk about later. But he's been there to be like, I'm wanting to empower you to play games if you want to. So thank you, John. I appreciate you being the best parent partner, as I said on, on Instagram earlier. Anywho, continue Ratchet and Clank. Oh, well, I mean, on that note, we have a question from oh. the, the Supreme Commander of the Cyber Ooh, Chihuahua oh. Ninja Army who says, <gasps> Ratchet and Clank was promoted as being a game that could only exist on the PlayStation 5 due to its loading speeds. How true do you think this was or was this claim just marketing hype? I mean, no, I, I don't. I mean, this game would not be running well on a PlayStation 4. Absolutely not. Are you kidding? The thing would, again, be taking off in this place. Like, it just would not. <laughs> if you don't mind about maybe casually setting your house on fire with the PlayStation 4, maybe it could do it. But no, I, I mean, I think the game, yeah, it's running super smoothly. It's really fun to play. The gameplay loop is really fun. All of the guns are really fun. Um, even the the melee stuff is really I. That I like topiary it. Topiary was probably my favorite. Yeah, there's there's just like some really fun, quirky things in there, and I found myself, which is why I kind of ended up taking a pause from it. I found myself going into completionist mode where they would give you little, a little map, and then I was like, I want to find everything on the map. I want to go get all the things, and I was like, No, no, you got to calm down. Just play the game. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have time for this, although I definitely have time for this. <laughs> <laughs> That's the struggle of my life. I'm like, I don't have time for that. I absolutely do. I definitely have time. You just for that. have the mental capacity it. for it. 
it's sometimes it's difficult, right? Like I, I do a lot of Netflix right now because I want a lot of passive yeah. entertainment. Um, and that's what I've been leaning towards versus something more active like a game. But if I, yeah, I, I really have been enjoying Ratchet and Clank. So I'm like, I should really hop back into it. And once you get going, it's easier, but it's just kind of the mental hurdle of, okay, I have to be like comfortable on my couch. Yeah. I have to be like set up properly. Is this good? Or is my controller charged? Are we ready to go? And I mean, it's stupid. And those are really lame excuses, but no. that's where we are. It's fine. That's where we are in life. Lame excuse 101. No, I wouldn't call it a no. lame excuse. I'd call it like a perfectly reasonable adult excuse during a pandemic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, sometimes shit gets hard. Yeah. And you yeah. just want to sit on your couch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very sad that I have not gotten to finish Mass Effect Legendary Edition. I stopped uh, in Mass Effect 2. My amazing husband, as I mentioned. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, brought, brought it over. Yeah. Brought the that Xbox Series S to the hospital. <laughs> but... It was only in the first couple of days that I had when they there was a brief moment in the first couple of days when you were starving to death. That was part of it. But when the pain medication was working, uh, where I would take pain meds and I would be awake enough that I would be like, oh, I have enough like, you know, mental energy to play something and do something that isn't just like, you know looking at my phone or sleeping but a lot of times i wouldn't even look at my phone like because like i was going in and out of contractions as Brittany, as you as we detailed uh you can't really do much mentally when you're in a contraction um except for curse this like, world and everyone in it yeah other than trying to not sure. focus on the pain but when i was properly pain medicated for the first couple of days i was like oh i could play some mass effect so i did and he brought the game screen over and i played a couple hours and then i got you know, progressively darker, um, my psyche that is. And yeah. so I stopped playing because I just like, I can't, I can't, nothing is distracting me from the pain. Um, so I never went back to finish it. I did one session of mass effect when Charlie was home in the early, in the early days, but because she was premature and we brought her home, um, she wasn't, didn't have the same cycle that a normal newborn would. And so we had to be a lot more vigilant about waking her up because um, newborns are generally really sleepy, but premature newborns are like, I'm supposed to be like fully cooking inside still. So like you have to actually physically wake them up to feed them. Otherwise they won't get enough calories to keep getting bigger. And so it was like, it was just like, we were constantly like in this weird cycle of like trying to sleep ourselves Mm -hmm when we could and feeding and waking and feeding and diaper changing and like any newborn parent goes through. And I just, I just couldn't, I just couldn't play games. And so I still have not gone back to finish. I'm like stuck in Mass Effect 2 at the mission, the Vermeer mission. Mm. I think I just completed. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. (sighs) I also tried Mass Effect when I brought Jace home. I think I got to the Citadel and I'm like, oh no, like this is not a game that you can play with a newborn. Like you need something passive, something you can pause, something that doesn't have a whole bunch of story where you can just kind of coast through. But I feel like I've seen you playing stuff. So what are you playing? Yeah, I've actually been able to play quite a, I mean, real compared to like what I used to play, nothing. But um, 
Sure. Pretty, pretty yeah. proud of myself. So like John, Jason has also known that gaming is my happy time. It's my happy place. It's what I need to keep a, a safe, a safe mental energy about me. So he's also been really lovely um, about being like, just fucking play video games and let me take the kid. I'm like, yes, sir. So um, I've been playing. I have a little list here because I can't remember anything. Uh, sea of Thieves of Pirate's Life. Shout out to one John Drake. That was yes. Shout out to one John Drake. He was so excited about that announcement when I came out at E3. I'm so like happy that he gets to work on such cool stuff. I can't wait to go back to Disneyland one day and be like, one day. Yeah, it was really good. And I mean, I've talked about it on the show, this show in particular, so much about how I never thought I'd go back to CFEs because the PVP, the nerfing, the the community, it just turned me off. But um, the great thing about A Pirate's Life is most of it is instance that you can't run into other players and they can't kill you. And so by becoming reintroduced to Sea of Thieves through that DLC, Jason and I found out that we really love this game and we have proper expectations when we do play it that like, hey, someone might find us and they might sink our ship. But you know what? That's okay. Like we're more in this for just the escape because that game is gorgeous. It's beautiful. The sound design is the so water. Good. I remember the water oh. being just like yeah. so mm-hmm. meditative. It really is. <laughs> Very beautiful. It really is until a pirate ship comes and sinks you. Right. Until anybody else comes around yeah. and you get grieved like, into uh, quitting. There was a yeah. time when uh, Jace decided he wanted to eat. I'm like, cool, we're out in the middle of the sea. I know exactly what's going to happen. As sure as shit, big old ship came by and just blasted us into Davy Jones's locker. But it was fun. It was good. It was a really fun um, experience for Jason and I to play together. And then I've been playing the great Ace Attorney Chronicles, the first one, which is, you know, I think you all know what that is. Fantastic. I had a really great time with it. Pokemon Unite, the MOBA. I've been playing that. Which is, you know... Oh, you've been playing the MOBA? I've been playing okay. the MOBA. How Ooh. How have you gotten on with the MOBA? Because you are not a MOBA player. No. Yes. I am Go on. Yeah. So Jason started playing it, and I was watching him. I'm like, you know what? That actually looks kind of fun. And he's, like, downright obsessed with it. He's playing competitively. Like, he's having a fantastic time with it. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't play MOBAs. So I have no idea what to even compare this to. But it seems to me like a very easy, casual... You can just pick it up and play. You don't have to take it seriously. And I play the bottom lane, and I play my boy Cramorant, which is a really, really derpy blue bird. I actually have a card right here of him on my desk because I love him so much. Oh, that's, that's my boy. Nice. Yeah, wow, that's my boy. I love him. Um, and you're, you know, you're able to play with other people. So Jason and I are able to play together. We're able to take the bottom lane together. And what I love about it is you don't have to talk to anybody. There's no way Amazing. for anyone to grief you. There's no way for anyone to let you know if they think you're doing a shitty job. And after you play a match, <laughs> okay. you don't ever have to see those people again. There is voice chat that's integrated into it that you can turn on, but I just don't do not do that. Yeah, you're smart enough to turn that oh, off. Oh, absolutely. Uh, but, you know, it's so it's free to play. And there are some, I say light pay-to-win mechanics in the game. Um, it's the kind of, and maybe this is typical for all MOBAs, but even if I were to put maybe $100 into this and buff my character as much as I can and you do that with held items that you acquire in the game the Pokemon themselves there's no progression system or anything like that um I could not carry the whole team so even if I pay to win myself and I defeat all my one-on-one encounters the team could still get just owned and stomped exactly yeah Yeah, they can totally just get stomped so where it becomes, becomes tricky is when you're playing a team that's collaborating, who's actually talking together, and that they've all actually put the money into it. That's when the big disadvantage becomes very apparent. But I would say maybe that happens. Wait, what can you buy in them? Because like that's not normal, I would say, for most MOBA purchased items are 
cosmetic. cosmetic. No. There's not a lot of items. <laughs> so in you can this game, there there are with. cosmetics, but it has like three or four different types of currency. Um, but the way that you can quote pay to win is that Pokemon have what are called held items, and they can have a well Pokemon meaning you the trainer, and it applies to all Pokemon, um, that, whoever you want to play as. So you have three items, and it can be something as like your special attack is bu- as buffed, or you have more HP, or every time you uh, you absorb enough damage, you'll do like an offensive attack, get rid of that damage. So you can like buff that stuff up, and the way you buff it up are with I think they're called like item coins or whatnot, and you can pay to acquire those. And so each item can mm-hmm. be buffed up individually up to I think level thirty, or you also earn items through the battle pass system, or sorry, item tokens through the battle pass system. So it can give you an advantage absolutely when you're playing, but as an individual, like I said. You're not going to be able to carry a whole team by yourself. It's just not going to happen. So I would say, like, there are some pay-to-win aspects in it, but it's not egregious. It's not, like, super disgusting. I wish they weren't even in there in the first place, but they're there, and it's probably making them so much money. But it's fun. Probably. Yeah, I mean, I'm good for, like, each match is 10 minutes, so I'm good for about three matches, you know, a few times a week, and then, like, my fun meter peaks, and I just get, like, I'm done with it. But Jason just plays a whole bunch. And so during the Pokemon Presents today, they announced some new Pokemon for it. So it's fun to follow, and it's just a nice casual thing. I put maybe 20 bucks into it total, and mostly because I wanted to get my boy Cramorant. Can you get – can any Pokemon go into any lane, or do they have specific Oh, you can do whatever you want. You can – yeah, oh, all right. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah, very, very light on the mobile. Oh, yeah. It's really just that there are lanes. There are lanes. <laughs> and maybe like they'll, you know, modify it so it gets more specific later on. Because there are ranked matches. There's casual and ranked. Um, I've mm. only played the casual matches. And obviously in ranked, I think it doesn't matter. It's just mostly call what you want and people probably aren't gonna do what they say they're gonna do. I can't tell you how many times the whole like gang has come in the bottom lane. So we have like five folks down there, <laughs> no one in the top or in the Amazing. the jungle jungling, is that what it's called? Yeah, John. Yeah, look at me with the um, lingo. Hey, hey, hey. You got look it. At you. Hey, thank you. It's interesting because, like, obviously in any MOBA, all the characters can go into any lane that's not where they're supposed to play, right? There's characters that. Suboptimal. Right. There's characters that are designed to be certain types of uh, players and certain types of strategy. But I'm surprised that they haven't. So. That hasn't really kind of. I like, mean, it makes sense to me because I think for that audience they would probably be confused. So for to yeah, clarify, yeah. my boy Cramorant is definitely a ranged person and Snorlax is more of like the tank. So there are different classes and obviously each Pokemon has their own individual stats. And so when you're... Right, so the range guy would be more like a carry then, right? Sure, I don't know what carry means. But I'll, I'll say yes, baby girl. <laughs> the person girl. at the end of the game who can one-shot other people. Oh yeah, he's very powerful. So the, very powerful. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, they're called a carry because what they do is they gradually build in power over the course of the match to the point where once you've upgraded them throughout the match, they carry your team to victory Mm. because they become so powerful that they can do enough damage to enemy players and enemy minions that they just like kind of like waste people that makes sense it's really fun Um, near the end of the match they're really tough to play though because they're kind of like super tough because you have to be getting enough gold in order to get to that point where you can become so how that works in this is they have wild pokemon scattered throughout the map right and so yeah yeah defeat them you get experience points and like let's say you start as a charmander you'll evolve to charizard by the end of the match by the level i think the level cap is 15 and then every few levels you can choose which move sets you want um and then those move sets those moves themselves just become more and more powerful but then again at the end of every match it all wipes and then you start from scratch 
um, the next time. So it's yep, that's the way MOBAs yeah, work. Yeah, yep. Yep. it's yep. it's chill. It's, it's fun. It's works. a good like first MOBA, and I know it's probably like before beginner level MOBA, but uh, don't let that baby's, baby's first, first MOBA. MOBA. Yeah, like if you're like me and you're like, ah, it's free to play, and you can honestly get a lot of fun and a good time out of it just by playing it. You don't have to so, put money into it. Would I be able to play with you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the matchmaking like match really and well. play. <laughs> yeah, we should we should try it. Yeah, sure, it's not? fun. It's really fun. That could be really fun. Yeah, yeah. I haven't played a MOBA in a hot minute. Because I mean, this doesn't sound like a real no, one, but yeah, it, it's so <laughs> chill. Maybe casual. that's what I need though, to ease, yeah, to no, ease let's, back let's in. Yeah, no, let's do casual. Let's do baby ass baby mode with this it's, MOBA. Yeah, yeah, because I'm not about to like be jumping into League or Dota no, right no. now. Perfect not right now. for that. It's absolutely perfect for that. And this is one of the few games that Nintendo actually has voice chat integrated too. So like, hey. Good job, Nintendo. You did it. Perfect, girl. Hey. Mm-hmm. So I've been playing okay. that, and then I just finished 12 minutes yesterday, actually. Oh, wait. Hold on. Huh? Before you move on, Victor Hensley oh. wrote in and says, They're back. Balance is officially restored. My question for this week, is Pokemon Unite actually a good MOBA, or does it just feel like a MOBA because it has Pokemon skin? As someone who's never really played a MOBA before, I'd say it's definitely fun, but I don't know how it shakes out against other more popular MOBAs. Great question. I couldn't answer that. Based on what Brittany has said, I would say it does not sound like a quote-unquote real MOBA. I don't think that means it is a bad game. Uh, I would like to try it and play it and get more of a feel for how it actually works. But I think traditional MOBAs have a lot more complexity to them. Yes. And then Sammy Nichols wrote and said, how do you feel the Pokemon MOBA is going to affect the franchise as a whole? Is this the new norm? So happy y'all are back. Aw. I mean, no. The new norm meaning what? Like they're going to add more MOBAs or? Maybe. I would say... Sorry, go oh, ahead, I was going to say, I took her question as her saying, like, are they just going to focus on mobile titles and MOBAs and free-to-plays going forward? Oh, what if they made, like, an Among Us version of Pokemon? Oh, my God. That would be amazing. It wouldn't make any sense. They'd just be little. They'd just be little. That would be so cute. I don't even know how it would be the exact same game with just different skins, but yeah. it would be funny. I mean, as we saw in the Pokemon Presents at the butt crack of dawn this morning at 6 a.m., uh, obviously. You saw. I did not I see. saw. Oh, man. I lost, I lost my panties in a very good way. Uh, Pokemon Arceus looks mm, good. But anyway, the, the first, like, I'd say, like, five to ten minutes was just dedicated to their mobile titles. So I think, you know, mobile titles bring in a lot of cash, especially for an IP like Pokemon. So I don't – I wouldn't worry about the mainline titles going that route. I mean, I don't think Nintendo would bastardize that that way, those uh, games, just so they can make some more cash when they're clearly making plenty from their mobiles. So I wouldn't sweat it, but – um. Based off of like what Arceus looks like, I think we're good. I think they know what they're going for. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen it. I should probably watch Yay. it. That's the other thing that I will say that I did not do all summer. I paid not one fucking scrap of attention to almost anything that was happening in the industry. I didn't really watch E3. I instead went out to like brunch. I like was just I was like, no, I don't care. You like, lived your normal life. I just lived a normal life as if I had nothing to do with the industry because uh technically I didn't for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Got a break. Yeah. And that was really nice, I have to say. There's nothing wrong with that. Like it 
I tried to watch the live streams and blessedly they weren't as prevalent as they were <laughs> during the summer of gaming 2020. Oh, yeah. um, I am grateful that E3 was very much like a concentrated thing that, you know, Britt and I were doing some live tweeting and things like that um, during E3. But I vividly remember the day that EA Play Live happened. And it was like in the middle of the afternoon. And I was like, oh, shit. EA Play was this morning. And I just like completely missed it. Yeah. But I don't feel like I missed anything. No. Except for that Dead Space announcement. And then I went back and watched it afterwards. Right? Mm -hmm. um, but other than that, I was like, oh, what did I miss? This is uh, the pandemic has made everything like a little bit weirder and less as exciting as it used to be. And I'm hoping that Gamescom brings some goods next week and that we get some really fun, cool announcements. Yeah, but, same. you know, I'm sure every parent out there who's gone through the birth of their child will tell you, like, nothing matters anymore except your kid. Like, it's going to be your every waking moment. And while that's obviously true, I am really trying to hold on to, you know my life as it was before yeah <laughs> it'll bit. fall back as into place again things change yeah. and that's okay yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so that about finding that sweet balance that i've heard exists <laughs> i don't know if it actually does we'll get we there Brett. we'll get there yeah. yes mm -hmm. um all right cool so one last thing before i talk briefly about um my golfing experience um Golf. you have <laughs> been playing 12 minutes oh, yeah. for everybody who missed britney's tweets if you want to see her full review of the game blonder.com you can watch uh, read her review of 12 minutes but gabe hewitt asks both myself and my ears are so happy that you're back question about 12 minutes do you think games hiring hollywood actors to voice act is good or bad for the industry so just kind of keep that in your mind as you talk about your experience with this game oh. that looks pretty cool was it as cool as it i thought it was really cool it's an interesting one because i feel like everyone has a very different opinion on it and so 12 minutes is a game developed by one man luis antonio and published by annapurna and it follows a man who comes home from i assume a day at work and he is he finds himself in a 12-minute time loop that repeats over and over again. He comes home. His wife is trying to set up a romantic evening. It's all sunshine and rainbows. And then this creepy-ass detective comes in. He's like, oh, your wife's a murderer. Shit hits the fan. The game starts over again. And you're like, what? Or the day starts over again. And the whole point is you have 12 minutes to figure out and gather as much data as you can during each loop about what the truth is and what really happened and what's actually going on here. And so it's a really interesting premise. And Simon, I think you would really like this game because it's an adventure game, point and click, but it has this interesting little like time loop aspect to it. And um, what I really, really liked about it is that there's so many different ways to manipulate the game and, and manipulate each scenario because you're going to have to do a whole bunch of different shit to start getting the info that you need. And thankfully, the whole game takes place in a very small apartment. You have a living room, you have a bedroom, you have a bathroom, and you have like a little closet. And the tiniest things from the mugs in the living room to the knife in the kitchen to the light switch in the bedroom, like they all have serious ramifications as to what can occur. And you're going to die a lot in this game. But 
your character retains all of the knowledge from previous loops. So what's helpful about oh, that, yeah, nice. is that you don't have to do all of the grunt work again. Instead of, you know, you going to your wife and being like, hey, I think I'm in a time loop. And she'll be like, oh, well, yeah, prove it. And you can't. You can just say a line of dialogue and she'll be like, oh, shit, you're right. And then you'll just have to have that one repeat dialogue every time you start over. But there's a fast forward button and it takes literally 20 seconds to have. Um, and then from there, you can kind of like start playing around and figure out like, OK, like, you know, what happens if I do this and what happens if I do that? Oh, shit. Uh, what can be a little frustrating is that I think we all have our own like idea of what we would do if we were in that character's shoes. Like if you knew you had five minutes before someone comes in and is going to kill you and your partner, right? You can think of a right. million different things you would do. But obviously in a game like this, you can only play with the, the cards that you've been dealt with. And so you can only do yeah. certain things because the game wants you to do it in a certain way. Uh, so there's a few times when I would do something. And I'm like, okay, this is going to get me the result I want because it's common sense. But the characters sometimes don't have common sense. They rarely, rarely do. do. You know, yeah. The rub of it. Yeah. Just like so I would say like that became an issue just a few times. And I never found like the puzzles to be too, the word going around online was obtuse. I know some people really struggled with them. I only got really stuck at one point towards the end of the game when I actually had a, a message to the creator and be like, help me. I've been here for two hours. <laughs> Please help. help me. I do not know. Help me. I do not know what I'm doing. Um, I don't know about the rubber chicken with the pulley in the middle. That's a very specific I was going to say, I don't get it, but I'm you sure it's it, a you reference. You message me on Twitter. Yeah. I don't understand that reference yeah. either. It's Monkey Island. Oh. Well, there you go. But um, to go to Victor's question, so it has obviously an amazing cast. Willem Dafoe, Daisy Ridley, and James McAvoy, I believe. And I couldn't, I mean, I know what Daisy does, but like any of the other actors, I'm not even pretend like I'm a fan of the works. I couldn't even tell you anything they're in. James McAvoy, isn't he baby professor he's in that one show you guys like it or something yes yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. james mcavoy yeah yeah i'm like mm -hmm. that's the correct he's person. also yes. yes he's also in his dark that's materials it. oh yeah, yeah i saw yeah. that on his imd page and i'm like i know they know what that is so yeah, yeah. uh so i didn't realize he was the, the cast i thought did an incredible job i know blessing from kind of funny on twitter he wasn't impressed by their performances and what can be hit or miss is that this whole game is top down. And so you don't really get to see the character's facial expressions or, you know, what sure. their body yeah. length. It's all carried by exactly. voice. Exactly. And so I think that might be a little off putting to some people, but I thought the characters or the actors rather did a really great job. Um, and I mean, I, I try to have show some slack because this again was developed by one man, but sometimes the animations can be a little clumsy sometimes the ui can kind of like bug out a little bit and sometimes the audio kind of trips over itself but there was nothing really there that hindered my experience with the game it was just once i kind of got in the groove of it it was like i see what this game can do and i see what this is all about you just really can't put it down at least i couldn't and even when yeah, I it sounded really interesting when I saw sorry, no 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 go ahead because yeah we saw it we were at the all of us at the Xbox press conference in 2019 yeah and it was had the reveal trailer and I remember we were I don't know about you Andrea but I know Stammer and I were like oh my god this looks so cool I was like oh yeah interesting that seems fun and again part of me being in my own little hobbit hole uh has been that I didn't even realize this game came out until I saw I think I saw you tweet about it I saw some other people I was like oh shit I guess I guess that game it's on Game Pass out. yeah. So I guess I should check it yeah, out. You should. I think you would like it. Yeah. No, again, it was one of the games I was really interested in when I saw it announced and 
normally if I'm interested in a game when it's announced, I feel like I usually end up liking that yeah, game. Yeah, it took me like seven okay. hours. I'm very specific. Seven hours to finish. Yeah, I'm planning to play, just like I'm planning to play a, a bunch of stuff. Like I have Boyfriend Dungeon downloaded on my Same. Switch. Boyfriend Dungeon! Um, I need to do, I need to download that. It's just like, you know, when, when am I going to find time? Because right now I've only been playing very light games. Um, like um, Gario, Gario? <laughs> Gario? Uh, Gario, Gario Golf, Super Rush, and of course um, Animal Crossing because it's easy. I mean, that's like comfort yeah. food, right? Which yeah. is why, again, part of why I enjoyed Mass Effect so much was just like, this is the comfort food and I need it right now. Mm-hmm. Yes. Nom, 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 nom. Oh, and I forgot though that Mass Effect 2 introduces those quick time paragon oh, renegade, paragon renegade. And yeah. let me tell you those are not parent friendly no because um, you put your t- you put your controller down and you're like i'm fine and, and like i'm not fine oh, and you're like no. shit um but yeah so basically i i don't need to bore you guys with me talking about what's happening on my island <laughs> uh, i've built a bakery oh that's uh Ooh. so can I'm we wor- bake I'm cookies <laughs> yes we can okay great. i miss cookies i want cookies um so I have just been working on some really light things on my island just because it's something I can do while I'm pumping late at night if I'm not holding the baby and I don't feel like reading. But I have gotten back to reading because I'm trying to finish Rhythm of War because um, I never finished it. Oh, yeah. You need to finish that. Yeah. So I can maybe finish it. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, Simon's been borrowing my my um, my my books. I'm but now they Six of Crows. Oh, they've put out new info about the Wheel of Time series from Amazon, though. And now I'm like, God, do I have to go back and reread <laughs> Wheel of Time? I've never There's... read the Wheel of Time. Oh, Steimer, it's so good. But, but it's how many books is it? Like 14? Oh, it was close. Long. Wow. Um, At least it's done yeah <laughs> it's finished but like let me tell you the books in the middle of that series are sometimes a little dry dry mm. yeah mm. but boy oh sauce. boy does it come to a really tumultuous and wonderful ending um is it better are they well you'll have to explain when you read them i, I found the last game of thrones book to be incredibly boring <laughs> so yes is it like that it's better oh, oh better. it's way better okay, great yeah to me, to me, the Wheel of Time is a infinitely better franchise than the Game of Thrones, and like George R. R. Martin is a great author. I have enjoyed first three books were fantastic. Yeah, I've enjoyed the Game of Thrones, but to me, they don't hold a candle to Robert Jordan and Brandon Sanderson in the Wheel of Time. Like it's not comparable in my opinion. But that's a discussion <laughs> for another time because I'm talking about Mario Golf Super Rush. And <laughs> let me tell you, I want to always call it Super Mario Golf Rush. <laughs> I don't know why. I mean, it, it sounds, sounds like a better name, Super right? Mario. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Super, Super Mario, Mario Golf. Rush. Yeah. yeah. You're rushing through golf as Super Mario. Right. That He's Super it Mario. But it's Mario Golf Super Rush. Um, I tweeted a little bit about this game. It's a, it's a capital F fine mm. game. Oh. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah that makes okay. sense to me. To me, there is nothing innovative or groundbreaking about this game on nintendo switch it very much just feels like mario golf or the golf we it feels like we golf oh from the wii but without the wii controller with but you know the, I guess the you can, joy cons work that. exactly like i just the wii never i never talk my switch so i don't ever have it yeah so you can you can do motion control with the wiimotes if you want or the the wiimotes <laughs> <laughs> the joy cons the joy i mean close yeah. enough close enough they're um, baby Joy-Cons. They're so small. They are. And 
the course design was really the big flop for me. And I had mm. tweeted about how disappointed I was. The world of Super Mario Brothers is so rich and diverse with the types of you know iconography whether it's underwater or in the clouds or in the mushroom kingdom or in the Mm -hmm. desert or all these different places they could have gone and there's only like three courses wait what (laughs) and it's just wait what yeah essentially like as far as like the courses there's a couple different courses in the same area so you mean there's three main zones right Mm. okay and it's, to me, it, that was a huge disappointment. And everyone's like, well, wait for the DLC. I go, fuck that. This should have been no. in the main game. Yeah. I don't have to wait for DLC. And like, to or me, if the, you do, just wait a really long time and then get it all bundled together for the same yeah. price. The graphics aren't where they need to be. And this has been a constant criticism of mine with the Switch is that like they need to be better. There's been other mainline Nintendo games, particularly in the Mario franchise, that have done way better with graphics. Like I was very disappointed in the way the graphics looked, even in handheld oh. mode. Because generally when you go out of handheld mode onto a big screen TV, that's where you really see like the uncanny valley of the graphics. Mm. But even in handheld mode, I was like, really, Nintendo? You can do better than this. Um, the VO lines are fucking awful oh no they're terrible it's basically like toad saying yeehaw 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 (laughs) every time you hit the advance button on the on the text i was like at that point why are you even putting voice in there just like leave it silent that's so that's the only voice that's so surprising it's like um like why i don't know that's one of my biggest pet peeves in games is when you know that a character is going to be having some sort of exclamation over and over again because it's going to be a button that in our prompts it's great yeah no don't do that make him say other shit like peach is hot only great cheese great cheese (laughs) or potentially a lemon or a lime for a little zest that's it yeah or maybe carrots on a specific kind oh, of salad. Yeah. Uh, but my, my thing is like, I was just disappointed because this game, I think a lot of people were excited for. And the game, again, is capital F fine. Did I enjoy my time with the game? Enough. It's, enough. Yeah. It, it satisfied me in, in like the 4 a.m. like witching hours of like, what am I going to play right now? Oh, the witching hour is a good book. I guess I can like play some, some Mario Golf. Um, but I was disappointed because I loved Wii Golf on Wii Sports so much. It was my favorite of the games in the Wii Sports package. And I was, I didn't play a lot of other Mario golf games and I haven't played a lot of golf games on my other devices because I just, when those other games came out, like everybody golfs and with the golf and all that, I just was busy with other stuff. And now I was like, oh, this is a perfect snackable game. Mm-hmm. And then I was just like, oh, it's kind That's of too bad. Kind of like, like some wah, bland wah. almonds for a snack. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, come to think about exactly. it. Exactly. Like unsalted nuts. Yeah. Who wants Uns- their nuts unsalted? No Let's one wants real. unsalted nuts. Trust no, us. Put salt salty. on the fucking nuts. It makes them taste salty better. nuts, man. But yeah, you're right. Like, I feel like that game came... <laughs> 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 I feel oh, like dear. we're back, ladies and gentlemen. I feel like that game kind of came and went, and no one really talked about it. Now that I think about it, or maybe that was because I was yeah. off in my own little world. I don't even know when that game came out. Who knows I anymore? Know. Again, I'm like, what's real at this point? I don't, I'd yeah. have to go back and like fact check myself with all the things that may or may not have happened over the past couple of yep. months. Yeah. yeah, I don't no. blame you. Like, I Which don't is why know. we decided to not talk about news yeah. this week. Got to yeah. ease ourselves into this. That's smart exactly exactly but yeah other than that i've literally been playing nothing i've been watching a lot of very um easy 
watching stuff. Um, I did watch both seasons of Snowpiercer in the early days when Charlie was up a lot. And I was just awake holding her. Um, and I could watch dialogue intensive things. But now I can't. I've started trying to watch C on Apple TV, which has been very interesting, which is a series that stars Jason Momoa and Dave Bautista. Oh. Um, but I haven't gotten to the point where Bautista is in the series yet. But the series is... the. The gist of that series is that the world has suffered, once again, a virus that has wiped out real. a bunch of humanity. But there's no there's no zombies, thankfully. Oh, zombies. Instead, there's like less than two million people left on the earth and everybody that survived is so, blind. Oh, that's, what? That's the hook of the show, is that all of the humans left on earth can't see. Okay. They're all blind until... Da-da-da... These two babies are born from this one, like, witch. Um, I want to be see. a witch in real life. How do I make this happen? Um, there are, like, witches. Not that they, like, are Wiccans, but no, I want to like, like, have, like, powers. the broom and the powers and shit. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how Sarah, to do you want me to get you a broom? Uh, we have to figure this out. Um, a mini broom that but, I can pretend yeah. to ride on. <laughs> through, through. But Snowpiercer was interesting, because that's another apocalyptic movie where, like, the Earth... In order to combat global warming, humanity sent up this like weird Why thing. Why are you watching the- this shit? I'm watching like cooking shows and. Well, that's what I normally watch. Like, let me tell you, I've gone through the trenches of HGTV on Discovery Plus. <laughs> I've watched every season of everything the Property Brothers have ever created. Oh my god! <laughs> but have you watched Twilight back to back to back? Because I have. Oh. No, I haven't. Wow. But I also did watch some of Jessica Chobot's show. Uh, expedition oh. x let me tell oh. you that show is scary i don't know how she does what she does she she's loves a, scary things she's though. a brave lady i was watching this one episode where they go they're like deep in the fucking amazon jungle and she's like it's just her her co-host and this guide out in the middle of the wilderness in the jungle and they're going to this like abandoned mine where apparently oh. the local tribe hears like people like death screaming from and oh, i'm like wow. nope no thank you oh my god yeah i know i'm like she lives for that shit so that's probably a dream come true for her but i uh uh-uh. yeah uh uh-uh. i had to stop i had to stop watching the, the show even watching her do the show was giving me like the heebie-jeebies <laughs> yes. i was gonna say it too but i didn't and i wish i had Aww. oh it's okay do you want to do it yeah. again even watching that show was giving me the heebie-jeebies uh, <laughs> well close enough damn it internet delay <laughs> <laughs> good enough um but yeah so i've mostly just been watching random stuff on the i watched a lot of the olympics when oh. my when my dad was visiting though oh, a lot yeah. of track i and forgot field. that even what happened yeah. yeah the olympics happened the olympics did happen. i watched a little bit yeah. are they over they're over yeah. okay yeah. yeah they've been over did, did we win <laughs> what year is it i have no idea the united states did pretty good but not as good as we normally do and i'm obviously chalking that up to a lot of athletes having difficulty with their training during the pandemic yeah. um but i just want to say one quick thing simone biles is a national fucking mm, treasure yeah yeah, yeah and yes. if you for one second thought that she was weak because of what she went oh. through then you're a fucking don't asshole. listen yeah those people can go suck a that's all facts those people can go eat that's a can all. of unsalted nuts that's correct <laughs> you eat your dry bland ass you nuts dry you it's a lot of calories too by person. the way just so you know <laughs> jackasses <laughs> Oh man, but that's all I got. That's all I got for this episode. Unless you ladies have something else that you would like to chat about. No, 
Nah, girl. I'm, I'm you know, this is this is taking a lot of a lot off. of energy out of yours truly. She I, I'm not used to this, you know, sleep I deprivation. Know. But We're I think it re- was rebuild the resistance. I had to rebuild it back exactly. up and I'm out of energy drinks and you can't really have too many when you're you I was about to say nope. Nope. nope can't have that. Oh my God. Jace on energy drinks. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Baby just so hype. <sighs> it's gonna be great. It's going to be great, everybody. Welcome back to What's Good Games. We're glad that you are here. We love you all. If you are interested in what's happening with Patreon, patreon.com slash what's good games. Set a calendar reminder for yourself. If you canceled your pledge, we are going to be starting all that up on September 1st. We would love to have your support because as we always say, we can't do the show without your support at patreon.com slash what's good games. We love y'all. We'll see you next week. Have a great weekend. Bye, everybody. We did it. Great success. Great success.